Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh no, sorry, I don't give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast though. podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been extremely open about my struggles with severe anxiety, depression, childhood trauma, and therapy has honestly given me the tools to not only get through the everyday, but enjoy everyday. Whether you're coping with trauma, stress, a specific hardship, whatever it may be, you don't need to feel ashamed of normal human struggles because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you because there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You all know I always complain about how expensive therapy is, but BetterHelp therapy is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are working with therapists from home. I mean, what's the harm in trying it? I guarantee BetterHelp's therapists will provide you with a new perspective on your current struggles. BetterHelp has a special offer for Meet My Mess listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash meetmymess. That's better H E L P dot com slash meet my mess. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Good day to all you mess makers, and thank you for tuning in every week to meet my mess. Today we have a guest on the show that inspires many, and especially me. Get ready for. Me again. Hope you're happy to see me. I was meant to have a guest on tonight, but there were some scheduling errors. So after a 12 hour day of work and it being two in the morning here in Croatia, I am going to record a little solo. Um, it's giving delusion, it's giving delirium, it's giving, this is going to be a dicey episode. So because I don't have a guest on anymore, I just jotted down a couple little things that have been on my mind that have been making up my daily essence, um, whatever that means. And we're just going to go through them. We're just going to chat about the things that have been on my mind lately. Um, in terms of how I'm doing, I'm good. I started a new job. It's been very fulfilling, but quite stressful. And uh, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about what it's like to start a new job and some coping mechanisms. Um, 
every time I start a new job, I walk in that first day feeling so confident that I'm going to fucking kill it, that I have all of the skills necessary to conduct this job easy peasy breezy cover girl beautifully and about a week in I feel like I have no clue what I'm doing and I'm sure other people feel the same way because you are just getting so much information pumped into your brain in the first week or two that it might be a little bit overwhelming. And then not to mention you have coworkers around you who are frustrated that you aren't up to speed the way they are. So they're constantly asking you for things as if you've been there for months. They're constantly um, not constantly, but they might feel a little bit irritated that you aren't working as fast as they may expect you to. And these are natural things to go through in starting a new job. Um, it can feel like after the first couple of weeks that you just like want to go home crying. And I want to preface, this is not really what's happening to me right now. I am loving my new job and the company I work for is very, very good about mental health. and. Um, making sure that we are all good, that we're not overwhelmed, trying to give the resources they can give. So I want to preface, it's not about the job I've just started, but it has reminded me how stressful starting a new job can be, especially if you don't have the same kind of resources like I have in this new job, where people are checking in on you, asking if you need anything, These are all things that are often lacking in the first couple weeks in a new job. And then not to mention the social aspect of starting a new job. You have to make friends with everyone. You have to figure out, okay, who's the person in the office that everyone doesn't like so that you can jump on board and make fun of that person and not become their friends. Because becoming friends with the person everyone hates in the office is a fucking death sentence and the funny thing is is like a lot of the time you'll walk in and you'll think someone's completely fine not irritating cool they'll probably honestly the person who's the nicest to you is probably the person that's the most hated in the office because they need an ally they want an ally they want someone to fight with the other side with um, they need someone to on their on their side, on their side of the trenches. And so you walking in all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed are the perfect, perfect tender target they need in their life. So beware. Because Like I said, you becoming friends with the person no one likes in the office, honestly, could get you fired one day. If everyone really hates this person this much, that's career ending. You can tell how delirious I am.
speaking of delirium, let's talk about burnout a little bit. Um, I'm feeling like post-pandy, everyone is feeling happy that life is returning back to normal. And they also feel this pressure of, I should be happy life is returning back to normal. I'm here to remind you that laying in your bed all day to watch Bravo was really fucking nice. And all of this complaining about, oh, just take the vaccine so we can go back outside. Me, I was sitting there hoping, please, no one take the vaccine so that uh, I can continue to engage in my unhealthy habits without being fucking judged. I'm going to be so honest right now. The most honest I may have ever been on this show. I just paused the recording. Don't know if you could tell. To take a meeting. And I put a little note here about where I was in the episode so that I could hop right back into it. You know, being so productive, being so wife-like, housewife-like. And I wrote here, engaging in healthy habits without being judged. And I just have no clue, no fucking clue what I was talking about because I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I've been judged for um, going for a run. Don't know the last time I've been judged for eating a salad. I'm going to say the only person that judges me for this kind of stuff is my mom because she just like likes to make sure I'm well fed, you know? But I do know that I was talking about burnout. Oh, I know what I was saying. I was saying, I meant to say engage in an unhealthy habits without being judged. Yes, because the pandemic was so good because I was lazy, la da 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 I miss those days so much. Um, but now that we're in a, see, she gets right back into it. She just needed a little uh, brainstorm. But now that we are living in a post-pandemic world, I feel a slowly trotting back to the side of overworking ourselves. Slowly but surely, trot, 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 trot. It happens slowly, trot, 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 trot. And then one day you're having a mental breakdown on the floor and calling your best friend, Julia, and your mom and just rain. One of them will pick up so that you can unload all of your trauma onto them. Um, so let's talk about some ways to avoid burnout. Um, it's tough, right? Because you hear all of these majorly successful people talk about how they never take breaks and that truly successful people um, work even when they're exhausted, even when they're sick. And that can be true to a certain extent. But it doesn't have to be that way. Have you ever heard of, have you ever had someone cancel their podcast and genuinely been mad? No. Have you ever had 
a day where you decided to take it off work and genuinely gotten fired for that? No. So my biggest tip here is to listen to your mind and your body because they always will tell you what's up. If your body is lacking physical rest, you're going to feel that exhaustion. If your body is lacking reflection and journaling and spiritual connection, you're going to start to feel some intense brain fog. You're going to start to feel yourselves lashing out. Um, if you've been eating like shit, your body's going to bloat. You're going to feel sick. Um, I am the biggest fucking hypocrite as we're talking about this because literally what I've eaten today is let me tell you about what I've eaten today step by step I woke up this morning and we started up we started our morning off fruitful we started our morning off healthy as we typically do in my life we started the day with a nice whole grain cereal with almond milk and some berries. That's a nice whole that's a nice wholesome healthy breakfast. Well, we followed that up by half a tub of ice cream that was part of a three joint craving. Yeah, I smoked three joints this morning because I'm fucking burnt out. I'm fucking tired. And then we had lunch, which was great. This was a great meal. I had cacio e pepe, made it myself. If you don't know what that is, get cultured, go to fucking Italy. How do you make cacio e pepe? Let me tell you about this. It's a very simple yet complicated recipe. How you make cacio e pepe is you boil the pasta, salted pasta water, and then you, once it's boiled, <laughs> This is going to be the most ridiculous episode I've ever released. By the way, quick sidebar, look how fucking good my tits are looking without a bra on. If my brothers are listening, hey guys. <laughs> um, okay, Cacio e Pepe. I'm also sweating like a fucking whore in a mausoleum. Anyways, Cacio e Pepe. I can't believe I'm fucking talking about this. You cook pasta. You take the pasta out. While the pasta is cooking, sorry, I skipped this head. While the pasta is cooking, you toast butter and black pepper, a lot of it in a pan. Do that while the water is cooking, while the noodles are cooking. And then once um, the noodles are complete, you strain some of the water, you leave some. You put the, a little bit of the pasta water into the pan with the butter and the pepper. And this will make almost like a sauce. And then you put a little bit of Romano cheese into this sauce. And then next comes the noodles. You mix that all together and then you put a shit ton of Parmesan, Grano Padano, don't know how to fucking grano. I don't know. Is that right? Grano Padano? Um, you put a, don't know. You put a shit ton of that into the pan with it. And mm, 
so good they also make cacio e pepe pizza they make cacio e pepe orzo but the pasta is the winning dish and then to top off my meal plan for the day in case you guys care um i eat what do i eat for dinner what do i eat oh yeah a plate of french fries that's all i've had for dinner and it's midnight oh my god but I want to make something clear, clear as a whistle. I don't eat like this on the fucking daily. It drives me insane, which is one of my next topics. It drives me insane when skinny ass bitches, all they post on their Instagram in terms of food is like in and out burger. They post cheesecake. They post pizza, pasta, candy, like drowning themselves in food. But you know, majority of the time, they don't eat that way. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not a skinny bitch. We know that. I'm definitely a thick bitch, but I'm also not the thickest bitch. Um, I would say that I'm a very normal-sized, medium-sized girl. And it would piss me off if I heard me talking about eating shit all the time. So to be fair, I do take care of my body for the most part, eating healthy meals, but today's just been a fucked day of work. And um, so we've just been sneaking snacks in where we can get them. And cue the pounding headache. Speaking of eating a obscene amount of food while being skinny, let's talk about reality TV for a second. My favorite topic of them all. Um, has anyone, my, okay, my favorite part of watching reality TV is watching how food is used as a prop in these shows. It's insane. So what they do on these reality TV shows is say, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will go out for lunch. This isn't really a good example because they don't really do as much. Okay, let's say the Real Housewives, I don't care, any of the Real Housewives, the Real Housewives of New York, they go out to dinner and you'll see them order one beef carpaccio, the lobster roll, they order bread they order mozzarella sticks they order french fries they order a main dish they order dessert they have four bottles of champagne with them and in the midst of what looks like what i imagine heaven to be you don't see one of these bitches touch that food there's probably thousands of dollars worth of food on their table and these ladies don't touch any of it they order it to make you think that they are eating mozzarella sticks and fries and pizza and you'll forget when they start arguing about the fact that they're not eating any of this food but it will be obscene amounts of food a very standout one was on and honestly i selling sunset has a whole host of issues but this happens very regularly on that show you'll see christine quinn orders a burger and fries and like you'll see her eating one fry and then when they get up to leave their lunch 
the whole ass burger will be there. Not one single bite, not one single fucking nipple taken out of it. It's really just fucking a tragedy, really. Waste of a good burger, waste of a good French fry. Um, but it's so fucked up. Like, you'll see them. You'll definitely see them ordering salads. It's very typical in the Housewives franchise to see um, the dinner menu, the dinner orders being Chilean sea bass, swordfish, grilled chicken. These are the regular orders we will see on the Real Housewives franchise. And you will genuinely see them eating that because that is genuinely what they eat. But when you see these bitches at the ice cream shop and they don't even order ice cream, it's a little bit unsettling, in my opinion. The fact that, um, one, all this food's going to waste, and two, that they are lying to the whole world about what they're eating because the true reality of what they're eating is nothing these people that you see on tv are not realistic your body's never gonna look like that and nor should you want it to look like that not to say that like their bodies don't look good of course they look good of course they look in shape but they're um a lot of them also look fucking sick if you saw them in real life on camera they might look super healthy and super in shape but if you saw them in real life because you know I'm constantly meeting fucking Taylor Armstrong and Taylor Karen Huger and Christine Quinn at all the popular famous events I go to you'll notice that they um all look quite sick at 50 years old you should not be 100 pounds unless that's genetically what's happening to you but I can tell you if the only thing you've eaten today was a fucking a prese salad without the mozzarella, you've got an eating disorder. I said it. You've got an eating disorder. And then not to mention how the mothers treat their daughters according to their bodies. Like, oh, I used, this is a really fucked up personal thought, but I used to have the thought that sometimes I, this is so fucked up and like really just speaks to my own issues more than anything. I used to think to myself, I wish my mom would be a little bit harsher on me about my body so that I had an excuse to have an eating disorder because my mom has always done the complete opposite of that. She's always been very, very concerned about what I'm eating, how much I'm eating, Um, making sure I'm well fed, making sure I'm not starving myself because I did grow up as a dancer and that was a whole host of eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia, body dysmorphia that I'm still trying to unlearn today, as you know, if you've been listening to my episodes recently. Um, But the mothers on fucking reality TV, they encourage these eating disorders to beyond i was watching real housewives of potomac the other day and there was a scene with candace's mom who is an absolute cow um she said to her on the phone you you still a size zero she goes yes mom like if my mom ever said to me are you still a size fucking not that i've 
even when I was 12 years old, I wasn't a size zero. I've consistently remained in the four to eight size ratio. And right now we're a little above it. I'll say it. We're a little bit above that ratio, but never once has my mom ever, ever made me feel like, bitch, you need to lose weight. It's always been, bitch, you need to eat something. And whatever happens to your body afterwards is um, what uh, God had in store for you. Um, again, Gigi Hadid's mom. No wonder those fucking ladies are, you know, I feel sad for them, the Hadids. People would say, like, oh, why would you ever feel bad for the Hadids? Like, they are rich, they're famous, they're hot. But have you seen the shit that their mom put them through? Gigi Hadid was, this is so ridiculous. I'm talking like I know these people. Gigi Hadid was in a photo shoot and her mom said to her, um, she was like loving, she was loving doing her photo shoot. Her mom said to her, see, now do you understand why we only eat salads and work out three times a day? And then Gigi Hadid was saying, I don't know what she said about something about a snack. And her mom said, you can have a handful of almonds. Hate to break it to you, but that's a fucking eating disorder. I would love to see what Gigi Hadid would look like if for just one year she ate like a normal person, ate pasta every once in a while, twice in a while, if that. See how she would look. I mean, I guess we have. It would just be a lot easier for me if everyone got as chubs as me. It would make my world a lot easier. It would make a lot of people's world a lot easier. So I'm going to say that it's a fucking hate crime to be a size two. Fucking hate crime. It's offensive. It's inhumane. And you're really making the other people around you feel shitty. Just saying. And here I am thinking about what I'm going to eat after this. Probably the rest of that pint of ice cream. The fact that I'm white and ginger and I'm heavily into rap music. I'm just realizing in my 23 year, third year of life that that's fucking really embarrassing. Like, look at me. Oh my God. I'm just like looking back at all the times and I'm not going to stop doing this. This, this will not change all the times I've like been in like the back of a car with like a couple of my guy friends one of my girlfriends and like playing like Lamborghini Mercy and I'm like looking at the car window like with like my hottest dress on no matter how fucking hot of a dress you put on you're still a fucking white ginger and you can't sing fucking Rick Ross at the top of your lungs without looking fucking lame. It's very rare. And I would like to hope that I'm one of those rare occasions that you see a white person rapping and you're like, "Mm, suits them. I hope that's me. I hope so. I won't stop listening to rap music because I fucking love it. And it has always been my favorite type of music. It's the type of music I relate the most to because. 
we all know I didn't grow up and fucking with a silver spoon in my mouth now, did I? Um, but it is really fucking embarrassing. And like, these are like the kind of dance moves I pull, pull out. Like I pull out like the finger, you know, I pull out like the stick my tongue out and like back it up. Sometimes I'll pull, <laughs> sometimes I'll pull out a whip, you know, no, I'm kidding. I don't, but like, it is really fucking embarrassing that my hair color is this color and that my skin color is this color and that I'm, my whole fucking playlist is just hardcore rap. I mean, if someone looked at me, I wonder what they guess, would guess what my favorite genre of music is. Actually, I have asked this question to multiple people and they always say R&B, which is right. But um, I just think it's really fucking embarrassing. So if you're a white person that loves rap music, love it in secret. No, I'm just kidding. Don't fucking enjoy it. But it is a little bit embarrassing. And that's what you get for fucking colonizing the whole world. You'll look embarrassing when you sing rap music. I hope you know also that this mug is not full of coffee. It's full of, oh my God, I'm really falling apart. This mug is full of champagne. I've been talking about recently on this podcast about how I want a boyfriend, but I'm starting to question if I really do. Um, I Like I do want that. But I've always kind of said to myself, like, oh, like, you're not meeting anyone because you just haven't met the right person. You're not meeting anyone because all men are shitty. But I'm, like, starting to come to the realization that my actions don't align with what I say I'm looking for. And I think this could be a good wake-up call for all of you ladies, too. It's just not fun to act like a fucking housewife. It's just not fun to deceive. Like, it's not fun to cook meals. It's not fun to put out snacks. It's not fun to pretend you love to suck dick. But, you know, those are the things that'll get you a boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. But um, the things I do do not coincide with um, what someone with who wants a boyfriend would do um for example I lead with my sexuality everyone and their grandmother and their great-great-grandmother who's already in a grave knows that I like to have sex not a secret not a shocker um I'm also living in one of the largest tourist cities of Europe. So, which in theory sounds really lovely because I have a melting pot of foreign men coming in and out all the time. But the problem is not that they come in, it's the problem is that they go out. So they come into town for like four days and um, they want to fuck and then they leave. And me deciding to live in the city is probably not conducive to the fact that I want a boyfriend. But I'm still not going to move anyways. Other behaviors that might not align with you 
wanting a boyfriend is um ignoring the guy who likes texts because you think that you're playing hard to get but really he is just taking that as a okay on to the next one and let me text Cheryl Sherry Christy yeah if like a fucking 25 year old girl's name is gonna be Cheryl you know it would make my life a lot easier other behaviors that aren't conducive to this are um I'm like sitting out here pretending like I know how to tell you how to get a boyfriend because like I have no fucking clue I've been single for so long never did I ever think that in my that I would be that still be single after my last breakup it's been we're coming on three years of being single like there must be something seriously fucking wrong like having an existential crisis on my podcast I don't know how to tell you to get a boyfriend but what I do know is that there are men crazy enough out there to date someone as fucked up and as crazy as you there's always a man who is just as emotionally damaged as you and that's how we get toxic relationships which in a way are a really fucking beautiful thing. (laughs) And because this episode is just fucking paining me, absolutely paining me to record, I'm embarrassed for myself already, we're going to get into the Wheel of Chaos. Let me do it. The wheel of chaos, baby. Okay, let's see what our final topic of the day is going to be. Every fucking time. You guys don't hear it, but I hear it every time. There is such a loud cheering noise that comes from that website. And also, it's so fucking funny that I use a a wheel that is meant to be a random selector wheel for school for like third grade kids names and I use it to select like what should I talk about this week penis or condoms like so fucking inappropriate but anyways the topic we got this week is psychics um at my wedding there's just going to be a sidebar <laughs> there's just going to be a long ass collision sorry oh my god I really should not be doing this right now um there will be a long ass compilation of me just doing insane embarrassing ass things on this podcast someone is maybe that's why I'm still single anyways we'll have to ask my psychic <laughs> good uh, good segue about it um do I believe in psychics the short answer is absolutely fucking not um I've been really blessed in this life to not have anyone in my family die 
thank you, Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I'm not really. Like, I've never had anyone in my family die. So I feel like that might be part of my disconnect with psychics. But I don't feel like anyone on this earth has the ability to speak with people who have passed. That doesn't, that's not to say that I don't think that there is like life after death, because I think that there might be something to, I think that like spirits and ghosts, those could be real, even though I hate to admit it because I'm fucking terrified of fucking ghosts. Like I'm so scared of ghosts. Um, But I do think they could be real, but I just don't think that anyone on this planet is able to communicate with the dead or if there are, it's very few and far between and the psychic that you're going to meet at fucking playland is not going to be able to tell you if your husband's cheated on you however i do think psychics have a purpose beyond speaking to the dead i think that even though they can't not I didn't say even if they can't I said even though they can't speak to the dead I think that it brings a little healing and comfort to those who do have loved ones that have passed on and I think that if speaking to a psychic makes you feel more connected to the people that have passed in your life that you should talk to a psychic and you should have a conversation and see what they have to say because who the fuck I don't fucking know anything maybe psychics are real I've been trying to have one on the pod for a really long time but like I don't know how to send a dm being like hey do you want to come on my podcast and like advertise everything that you do for work and promote it while I sit here and absolutely disintegrate and question everything you do in your line of work um I don't know how to send that dm and um I don't want to offend anyone but if anyone knows who is a psychic who is like real fucking chill and would like to answer those questions for me send them my way I would love to have them on the show it would be an honor that is out of this world. And because the delusion is running high, I don't really have much else to say. But next week, I promise this episode will be better. Um, as my girl Jackie Schimmel says, just kidding, I'm not Jackie Schimmel, but I feel like I am says um they can't all be fucking hits they can't all be hits um please make sure you follow the podcast it makes your life and my life better and more importantly stay messy